Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the PC Muscle Race himself, Laurent Dawkins. It's popping. Also joining us back from the un- undead. I don't know. <laughs> She's fine. She's not sick anymore, guys. The mad pharmacist herself, Stephanie Klimov. I'm back. Yay. Welcome back. Chugging, chugging that energy drink, I see. She's ready. Mm-hmm. She's ready. She's ready to be sick all over again. It's true. Fair. Uh, but guys, we have a very special guest this week. He, uh, he's, I would say he's the co-pilot of Secret Friends Unite uh, podcast group. Of course, we had Mark on last week, but let's be honest. This is this is the man you want to see. The the man I've known him. I've known him for a long time. We started podcasting around the same time. Uh, go way back. The man, the legend, Mr. Todd Oxtra. Hi, Todd. Wow, this this is awesome. Thanks for having me on. I, I lo- love to see new faces, so uh, great to be here on with the folks I don't know very well, but I, I assume by the end of this podcast, um, we'll know each other much better. And then Corey, wowie wow. Yeah, I go so far back with Corey. Um, I think Destiny might be the common thread, maybe? Yeah, that seems to be the common thread with most people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, Matt, um, you know the Phoenix Overdrive Ray's, folks. Yeah, yeah. Ray Zoria played him, yep. played with him. That's how I met him on the Destiny Alpha back in the day. Yep. And uh, Corey, we had the pleasure of kicking off Nerds Gone Rogue. I think for the first three episodes, I was on that show, and then yep. I I went on. Uh, and you guys have you've done so many cool new things. You yourself and Ed and you know, tower, tower casuals and all the, I mean, you got so many shows and you're doing such a great job. And I really am just excited to see everything that this group has done. So kudos to you. You, I mean, you guys do a lot too. I mean, you have, you have secret friends unite, you have co-op mode, you have holocron chronicles code 47. I mean, you guys are doing a lot too. So don't, 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 you know, Sell yourself all short right. there, Mr. Oxtra. All right, all right, guys. Uh, Stephanie and I are definitely missing out on this mutual admiration uh, club here. Yeah. Laurent, you're great. <laughs> Stephanie, you're you're great too. Well, I was amazed <laughs> at the, uh, the, the 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 handsome faces. So I am at, you know a little bit held back, and yeah, I, the the talent in this group is really exciting. Oh, you, so this should be a fun time. Too kind. You are too kind. Uh, Todd, how how have you been? Like, how how's how's life? I I know that your son is doing a lot of things. I know that you're doing a lot of things. How's how's everything? I mean, it's been a while, I guess. So, yeah, things things are going really well. Um, I am the only one at home now. My son's back at school. He's 16, driving the car. So I ultimately feel like I have to ask him permission to use my car <laughs> now, which is fun, but he's active. He's a Taekwondo instructor. He nice. plays band and jazz and doing pep band for the, for the football team. So he's highly active and he's just, you know, a great kid and he's addicted to Terraria. He's got a, we just built a new PC myself and his friend because my son was too lazy. He just watched us do it, but he funded it. So that was kind of cool. So we put it together. He's got his own space now. And like even yesterday, Mark and I recording and he's sitting there playing Terraria while we record. So I'm like, this is where we've come. Um, My wife's doing great. New job. She loves it. Helping out the military, military families. That's really cool. Actually went to a Midwest Emmys award show. I saw that. Yeah, it was very cool. I dressed up 
asked people how I should dress. Had a bow tie. It looked pretty cool. Oh, fancy, fancy. It was video game thing, bow tie. It was very cool. Um, yeah, and then just, you know, we're, we're just having a ton of fun, and Secret Friends Unite is going to hit number 400 in three more episodes, wow. and co-op Congrats. mode hits 100 next episode. So we've wow. actually got a giveaway that, actually, this is the first time I think we're talking about it. We're giving away a custom Secret Friends Unite uh, Xbox controller. That'll be one of a kind that we're going to give away uh, to celebrate that. So um, I'm excited to mention it. We, Mark and I, were hammering out the de- hammering out the design. I think it looks pretty cool. So very excited to give that away. Nice, Damn, good shit. Nice. Well, Todd, it's it's great to have you here. Um, before we do get started on topics and what we've been playing and watching and all that good stuff, uh, we have some Patreon producers to. Uh, Shout out. So if you want to support the Bostros podcast and all of our other shows, you can head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Bostros Network, where you can support your favorite creators directly. Uh, we have two monthly tiers, the $1 tier, which grants you early access to five separate shows right now, and uh, the $5 tier, which allows you to become a Patreon producer. What does that mean? It means you get early access plus your name shouted out on this segment right here. So without further ado, our Patreon producers for this episode of the Boss Rush Podcast are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, my wife, Sana Dierg, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons. And I want to thank all of our free listeners. Uh, remember, all of our content remains free. You just get a few perks for supporting us. If you are a free listener, we encourage you to go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a five-star rating or a nice review. Uh, It really helps with discoverability. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the bell. Tell your friends. Leave a comment. All those things. And uh, check out our website, bossrush.net. I should probably be promoting that more than I do because I'm terrible at it. So... Anyways, uh, yeah, Todd, you're our esteemed guest. Uh, are you playing or watching anything fun? Anything cool? So, um, I have been playing House of Ashes, uh, the the Dark Pictures anthology, because uh, it's Halloween spooky season. We do nice. a lot of spooky stuff, and uh, I'm a big fan of super massive games. Uh, the Quarry. I wish that had come out closer to the the spooky season, but I played that uh, just a couple months ago, and I love Until Dawn, and I just love that spooky feeling, making choices, and realizing I'm bad at it because <laughs> I'll be lucky if half the team survives and just really enjoy those games. House of Ashes, um, if I, I liked the first, uh, the, uh, the Dark Pictures anthology, but it wasn't a great game. Uh, I missed the second game because I heard it was not very good at all, and I heard House of Ashes actually redeemed itself a little bit. So I'm playing that right now. It's kind of interesting. Um, I'm not good at it once again. Uh, they added in like some gameplay mechanics where you actually have will fire a gun at points, but it's, you know, get the crosshairs and then pull the trigger. I often forget to pull the trigger because I forgot, oh, I actually have to do things. So I have survived by luck. Dumb luck is the best way to put it, but it's fun. Yeah, I was going to play Scorn, but I'm like, mm. I'm not hearing great things about it. It's kind of gross looking. And... Mm. 
there's a weird perception about what that game is versus what it really is. I thought it was going to be more like a dead space or more of a have melee combat and things like that. It sounds like combat is just like very rarely a thing and it's primarily an a adventure game and just, I don't know. I want to be able to defend myself in a game like that versus feel like I can't because it's kind of a gross looking game. So yeah. I don't know. That's, that's kind of where it was at. Um, and, and I do want to go back to Pumpkin Jack because I think that's such a, just a fun, you know, third-person action platformer that I just love that game. It was one of my favorites last year, but I never finished it. So that's kind of where I'm at. Now, what I'm watching is a lot of horror films. We do Shocktober on Secret Friends Unite. So we do a horror film every week. We've been doing new and old. And depending on what your feelings are for the Halloween series, we're going to be talking about Halloween Ends uh this week coming up we're going to be seeing um sleepaway camp so an 80s classic uh we saw let's see uh scanners we watched oh, wow classic yeah because that was something that i've i've owned but i've never watched it's the one with the guy's heads explode uh we also watched the vich or vich how are you gonna call it two v's that's a really interesting movie uh then uh, we let's see and we watched the new hellraiser 2022 i've seen the original and i've seen a bunch of those but i wanted to watch the new one because my co-host charlie had not so um that's where we're at so we're gonna and i am gonna see black adam We'll see how that goes. That could be a horror film in regards to <laughs> if it's good or bad. Um, but yeah, and then, yeah, we're just talking about, so yeah, that's kind of where my headspace is, watching a lot of horror things. A really cool thing I recommend for everyone to watch. I love documentaries or people exploring the world of horror films. And right now there's the 101 scariest movie moments. And it's on Bravo, I think, or AMC. And they basically bring on uh, directors, actors, uh, people who talk about uh, film as critics, and just different people. Uh, it was funny, Kevin Eubanks from the Today Show, or no, the Tonight Show, where he played, I think he played the saxophone, I can't remember, he played music with Jay Leno. He even came on, I'm like, okay, I didn't know he was a horror fan, but it's great, because wow. they break down all of these diverse movies, and it's like, oh, so it makes a lot of great recommendations of horror films I might have missed, especially older things, like from before the 60s. So that's kind of where I'm at, my head's at right now. I love horror films. And I just finished The Sandman, too. That was another one. And that is a great show. And all I would say, if, if you know, you're thinking, oh, great, another show I have to watch, watch episode six. It's a standalone. It is amazing. You don't have to watch another episode. And it's awesome. So that's where I'm at. Nice. I wonder, now, I wonder in that 100, uh, what, was, what was it in the 100 what? 100, 101 scariest movies of all time. Scariest movies of all time. Okay. Uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure James. Uh, not James Cameron. Uh, uh, Ridley Scott's Alien is in there. Uh, I was. I was here thinking they were talking about the, like the moments because of course, like the chestburster scene, like the very first one, like that. That has to be up there with the scary one of the scariest moments in, in just horror film altogether. Yeah, they do a great job of, of picking the hundred one movies. And then they'll specifically they'll kind of talk about it as an overall like misery was one of them they talked about they, and oh, they wow. focus though on the scene where Kathy Bates takes that block of wood and I don't want to do spoilers but if you're familiar with it misery she's trapped James Con her favorite author and she loves his books but he crashes she saves him and then she finds out he ends up killing off her favorite character in the book and that goes horribly <laughs> wrong. And she says, and he keeps trying to escape her, but he, he does, but he 
she keeps getting him. And so the block of wood, she takes his two legs and essentially takes a sledgehammer to his legs. Yeah. And they show how they did that. And they had a, a Greg Nicotero who actually did the special effects for it is on there talking about how he did it. So I just love it. The fact that you get someone who explained what they could have done and how they did it. And I think it's so, great. Two things. Number one, thank goodness my books are awful, so I'm never going to get kidnapped. Number two, <laughs> where where is this again? Because like I, you'll, as you'll come to learn in a couple minutes, I'm a big weenie. I can't handle horror. I just can't. <laughs> oh, boy. However, that sounds amazing. I would love to watch something where they would talk about the scariest moments and show behind the scenes. Like That's still intriguing to me. So where is that again? You said, uh, was it Discovery? Or am I making it I think up? It's, so this is the hard part. There's so many streaming services where it's at. Yeah. I think it's on AMC Plus, which oh. you do oh, get Shudder. I, I, oh. I think it's actually on Shudder, which if you sign up for AMC what? Plus, you get AMC Plus Shudder. And Shudder okay. is a just a, a horror service, and it's got some yeah. awesome stuff. But it's about 6 bucks a month, and I think they typically offer like a trial of like – uh, seven days for free so you could knock this out in a week because it's 10 episode uh 10 episodes in four, 40 minutes essentially okay. so you can knock it out so just subscribe for free watch that maybe a few other things and then just cancel oh so they, okay they, te- they technically don't show the actual like they don't they don't show like the the gore no they do and they, oh, they drop do? okay they drop yeah so it's definitely if and you what i what i found is if you're a little squeamish kind of pay attention to the screen but listen so like look away if you need to, but listen to what they're saying, and yeah. then if you can look, and then look yeah, away. I'm, I'm, <laughs> See, I, yeah, I can do I, that. I, that I, I can I'm, do. I am terrible at gore. Ah, uh, yeah, it's like, it's, it's got some. It's, it's at some gory moments. It does. It's something about it's something about simulated gore, you know, like in like movies and, and TV that it just it just messes with me because um because yeah. like uh, I was watching um the show nine one one that comes on on Fox like uh like. That's basically like you know, like, it's basically a disaster show, you know, because it's all about like first first responders and stuff, and um and uh there and like in a recent episode, <clears throat> recent episode, like this father and son are playing on are, are playing golf on the golf course and there's a wood chipper nearby, and uh and of course like of course like a ball winds up in in the wood chipper and it's like the lucky ball, so like they Oof. go in to get it, and the son reaches in his hand and and and, and is. Like well, we see him look. He sees the ball inside there. No, and, and the camera goes to his face for a second. I'm like, all right, oh hell no, and stuff like that. So of course he sticks his hand in there. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna ruin this. I'm not gonna ruin the scene for anyone that's seen it. But uh, but it goes it goes not exactly. Which movie was high. that? This is this is the sh- this is a TV show. Nine one one. Oh oh oh. Yeah, yeah. Like it is so like it goes it it goes not the way you think it's gonna go and trust me it it still it still makes you squeamish. So I just dropped a link. You can actually watch this on Amazon Prime. I think you can pay for it or something or whatever. But the first episode's free, so it's episode one hundred one through eighty eight. So it's there. Check it out uh, and and see if you like it. Hmm. Wait, that looks like Tony Todd. So Tony Todd's in there. Uh, yeah. There's a guy from uh, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. There's yep different people uh yeah that are in these episodes and they have like somebody different for each movie and they bring back different people it's, it's a great discussion i just think okay. it's awesome yeah and they're short they're like 45 minutes per episode so they hit a lot of movies they don't spend too much time and you get to learn a little bit about them and then you find a movie that's definitely not for you or a movie that could be for you hmm. neat i will pass that's me. Because <laughs> he's, he's also a weenie. I am. What else are you going to watch with the kids, Corey? Come on. 
I mean, you know, Daniel Tiger gets pretty crazy. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> um, let's see. Stephanie, what are you, what are you playing? You said Not much. You, you said you're a big weenie, so what's going on? <laughs> well, remember how I described I was playing Akai last week, and I have not returned to it since. So, but I will. I just reluctantly, begrudgingly, I don't want to finish it, but I'm stubborn like that. Like I, even if it's a terrible game, I personally feel the need and urge to finish games for the most part. So I hope to return to Ikai uh, eventually. Um, but until then, all I've been really playing, oddly enough, is Super Mario 3 on the NES on Switch. Uh, my son is obsessed with, with wa- you know, watching me play it. So every day he's like, Mommy, can you play Super Mario, Super Mario 3? He actually generally picks that game over Splatoon 3 that I got him. <laughs> Super Mario, oh not Mario Kart 8, which he's been playing for weeks. All the other games that he's been playing, he's like, Super Mario 3! Stephanie, so, Stephanie, just blow his mind and do the infinite one-up trick one day for him. Oh, yeah. So Just that, blow his mind. To be fair, Mario 3 is a great game. It is. Yeah. I was yeah. like, good, good choice. And I'll admit, I do like the rewind feature because I... Though I love video games, I am not talented at playing them. <laughs> so every time I like die, or even now I'm like a bit spoiled. If I have a power up and I don't want to lose the power up, I just like furiously rewind. And my son at that point gets so impatient. He goes, oh, mommy, stop rewinding. Just save you know, state it. Just save state it. <laughs> anyway, but that, you know, I know it's kind of short, but that's really all I've been playing. Um, I'm getting super, uh, I keep saying Super Mario, it's all that's on my mind. Mario plus Rabbid Sparks of Hope. Um, it's... That comes out tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tomorrow. <gasps> it's tomorrow. Yeah, as a matter of fact, tomorrow's a stacked day. <laughs> okay. Um, you got the, you got, BF, you got if the... you're listening to this live stream, I pre-ordered it in your town, and you're going to have to pick it up and bring it to me Friday because I'm playing it immediately. Thanks. Actually, actually, I'm sorry. Tomorrow's not the stack day, but, yeah, tomorrow tomorrow is the Mario Rabbit's day because uh, the 21st is the day. The yeah. day. So even Let's though see. that's not much to report, but uh, I was busy doing this and and other stuff, kind of getting my room more fun. Oh, looks good. Thanks. So you, that's it. You, you forgot to mention. You forgot to mention something. That I played something. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I how could I forget? So we played Monster Hunter with Laron. Yeah. It was really funny. I took a screenshot and I sent it to Laron because it shows our three <laughs> six step of my name or Torin is my character level one. My boyfriend level three, and Laron's like level five hundred something, <laughs> five hundred rank or whatever. And it was really sad but hilarious. <laughs> But, uh, oh, it was it, it was fun though. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I didn't make it. Uh, hopefully, I made it uh, like kind of uh, kind of easy for you guys to jump into because you guys have been playing. I'd seen that, but I know um, I know just based on the amount of questions and stuff, like I I've, I figured like you guys needed some help just just trying to get your legs about you. First of all, you were you had the patience of a saint, so thank you. And number two, the way you 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 were just like a tour guide, as if like I was visiting from like another state or country, and you were just taking me on a tour there because it actually made me more intrigued and interested to keep playing monster Hunter and not to get mm-hmm. discouraged like oh when you go here you do this when you do this you don't need to do that um 
And it's not just you coming in and helping beat monsters for me, because as you know, um, yeah, the we server dropped. Really, we were getting really, yeah, something was going on with the, with the servers that night, because because uh, like because like it was just dropping, and like it was getting to the point where like where like everybody was like getting dropped out of the game. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. We tried to fight the, a larger the monster like three ever happened. three or four times, and that's when yeah, I was we, like. Yeah, we tried to fight. Yeah, we tried to fight the same monster. I was like, we're, it was very urgent. Like it would, it would have got to the hunter rank too. So we were, we were trying to get that done, and we just, we just couldn't get it done fast enough. I, I guess it's like, I guess, the, I guess the server is like, no, nah, they're beating on this guy too much. She needs to stay HR one for so a little I'm bit longer. Still itty bitty level one, but, um, but that's why I say yeah. thank you for your patience. Because even though I sounded frustrated, mm-hmm. um, it, it really was a lot of fun. Again, minus, you know glitching out i also was frustrated too because i used my dock for my steam deck for the first time and i mean the dock like worked but probably because it's a third party dock i don't know um maybe eventually i'll get the valve one the way it it projected projected that's not the right word i'm sorry i'm not tech not technologically savvy it just looked horrible it looked like it took a tiny image it just stretched it real big so i could see like little Strike it, it just was horrible image quality. Is and the, the is that the first party Steam Deck uh doc? No, it's not. It's a third party. It's J so J's something. But well, it's a third doesn't, party. Doesn't the Steam Deck only run in 720p? Isn't that like it's yeah? Thing? I don't. I don't think it up. It, I don't think it up reses like uh-huh. the Switch does to your TV. Um, I think the max you get, so that I think that's the a big inherent problem this, with the Steam Deck is you are going to be limited to the mm. Steam Deck's display versus your display you're putting it on, oh, regardless of your dock. Oh, okay. Well, that's helpful because so, I'm like, oh, maybe I should have gotten that. Okay. So, so if anything, if anything, I'd say put it up to hook it up to a to a, a PC monitor instead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so change the resolution, maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not the the snob here. Like it's, I mean. Nintendo Switch is one of my primary consoles, and that's not got like the best graphic, like versus PC and PlayStation. But I don't know, it was just just you know difficult and trying to pair it with another controller. It was just a bit of a, a mess. I probably should not have been experimenting when I was playing Monster Hunter with Leron. <laughs> uh, it's all right. It's all right. Not you know. I'd rather I'd rather you like get out get get all those kinks ironed out like while we're playing. That way, like you know, like once we really sink into it, you know, like it's 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 definitely the experience you want it to be at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for reminding yeah. me that I Good. My yeah. host just started playing Monster Hunter. I was really surprised he did because I didn't expect that to be his type of game, but he seems to be enjoying it. I think it's because he plays it with his brother. So mm-hmm. I think he's playing the 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 new one on Switch. Um, okay. Yeah, Rise yeah. and Sunbreak. Yeah. Yeah, so he's playing that one. So yeah, like the level of entry, the the the, the entry point for, for for Monster Hunters, you know, is is it has gotten so it's gotten nice, you know. Now, like uh, like I mean, like I I just hear more and more people are playing Monster Hunter. It makes me happy because I've been playing I've been playing the game for nearly twenty years, you know, and it just makes me happy to see there's more people playing it because like this is a game that used to this is a game used to get unfairly reviewed because no one understood it. <laughs> yeah, I would like to try it one day. I'll get there. One day, maybe. I got like eight hundred other things to play first, though. Corey's holding. Corey's holding playing Monster Hunter hostage until I play Destiny with him. That's what's going <laughs> on. That's not true. I have enough people to play Destiny with. I would like you to play Destiny with me, but I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna make like you. I said, like I said, I'm just. I'm just afraid if I start, then I'm gonna wind up being one of those people that's always gonna buy the expansions and all this stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. 
And that's that's what happens. Yeah, like I mean, like I mean, like I can't I can't be spending uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars on season passes. Oh well, lucky for you, Leron, the season pass is only ten dollars each season. Yeah, but the, oh, ten dollars—that's it. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a little bit higher than that. Like most season passes are usually twenty-five bucks. Nope. I Not just play one. the expansions for the story content, and then I walk away slowly as my son says, "Dad, <laughs> you should really do stuff with us." And I'm like, "I just don't have the time." <laughs> I used to do that. I just don't have the time. I never am at it's... level cap. Yeah. It's like Destiny is like you either play Destiny or you play everything else. At this exactly. Point. <laughs> I play it for the story, which very few people do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's I mean, that's where I'm at right now is like I actually kind of backed off a little bit because I did the this season's story just wrapped up and uh, it's getting into the dumb Halloween stuff, which don't get me wrong. I'm going to I'm going to wear the mech armor. I'm going to get the mech armor and try it on and put a red and blue shader on it and pretend I'm Optimus Prime for about 10 minutes. Uh, but after that, I'll be uh, not playing for a little bit. This is It's break time. It's break time. Until December 3rd, it's break time. So, uh, Is that it, Leron? Is that... Oh yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much it for me. Like, um, like all all I've done, all all I've had time to do is play Monster Hunter, and it hasn't really been that many that that much. Like, if if Stephanie and, um, and her boyfriend hadn't said, "Hey, we're playing Monster Hunter," tonight, I probably wouldn't even play it that night. Hmm. But I was like, "Oh, really?" Like, I like no, I get excited. I get excited when friends want to play Monster Hunter with me because, like, normally I'll just get in there, like, sink in a couple of missions. And um, and honestly, right now the the one thing I have been doing when I do turn on Monster Hunter is I'm just messing around with a whole bunch of different uh, weapon and armor builds and stuff like that because uh, because uh, what people may not realize with uh with, with Tile Update Two is they really want you to lean into like elemental builds. Uh, and elemental, just for people that don't know, what's like there like there's two there's two ways to play Monster Hunters. There's raw damage and there's elemental damage. Basically, every every creature has like a weak uh, an elemental an element they're weak to. It's a, it's either fire, water, ice, thunder, or dragon. Um, and for the longest time, well, in the original Monster Hunter game, like back in two thousand four. Um, like there were monsters that, you know, we definitely catered more towards their elemental style, their elemental weakness, you know, because like some monsters are just like, some monsters just doggone hard back, back in the day. I mean, like all the monsters are hard, honestly, if I'm thinking, if I'm talking about it, but, uh, but as more games came out, like there was a bigger, there was a bigger emphasis towards raw because it seemed like elements, element wasn't really doing that much, but title update two for monster hunter for monster hunter rise and sunbreak. Like man, like they are leaning heavily into like element ele- element damage and stuff like that. So like, and there's and there's monsters now like their builds. Like when you when you when you uh, get their parts and start making crafting weapons off of them and stuff like that. Like they have like this insane amount of elemental e- either attributes or elemental like properties and stuff like that, and it's it's crazy. So like I've been jumping in there. I've 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 started messing around with weapons I don't even play with. Like I, I made a lance, and I I never played played the lance in like all eighteen plus years the game has been out and stuff like that. Like um, <laughs> I'm I'm just screwing around. Like um, I made Stephanie, I made a hammer set the other night. <laughs> so probably the next time you guys play with me, you guys Ooh. see me in there with a big ass club like bashing things in the head. Nice. <laughs> and um, and I made and I've gotten back into gunning. I've made a whole bunch of guns now and stuff like that in Monster Hunter. So yeah, like I'm. I think I'm in it now. I think I'm starting to have fun now. They have guns in Monster Hunter? 
Yeah, they've got two styles. They've got two styles of guns. Wow. They've got they've got light bow guns for people who you know they need their mobility, and and they've got um and they've got heavy bow guns for people who just want to just go in there and just wreck shit. Hmm. Interesting. People got tired of swords, so they threw guns in there. Oh, guns have always been around. I know. I'm just messing with you. Uh, don't worry. Guns got boring in Destiny, so they put swords in there. So. <laughs> for real yeah they put like I, grappling no. hooks or is those coming too Corey? when yeah. i saw the new Gra- expansion i'm like there's yeah. some cool stuff coming in this thing and they're playing in a city which is just kind of cool too yeah it's I uh think they did that neo neo muna is the uh it's a city that humans didn't really know about on uh neptune and uh the new power is called strand and it has a grappling hook so uh we'll see how that goes <laughs> And it's not. I think they did that to appease, like the, like, cause, cause there was a, there was a time when like Destiny was like, was like in a drought, and like a lot of Destiny players were were jumping into Monster Hunter World. Yeah, and it was I the, think it was uh when Forsaken came out, and then the rest of that year was like pretty bad, and then Shadowkeep was also pretty bad. So everybody was like, let's play Monster Hunter, cause yeah, people seem to like yeah. that game. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So and and in Monster Hunter World. Uh, like they just introduced this mechanic called the grap called the grappling hook and the clutch claw and stuff like that. So I think I think I think they just kind of like are trying to appease people who like who like had been exodus to Monster Hunter and then infiltrated back to Destiny when uh when Destiny got you know got more palatable. Yeah, season of arrivals is about when people started coming back to Destiny, which was yeah the season before Beyond Light expansion came out. Yep, and that was and that was that was like a couple of months before the Iceborne expansion came out. So like all my buddies who were Destiny who were who were, who were hardcore Destiny, like I lost all of those when when Iceborne came out. And I was like, you know what? Screw y'all, I'm playing the PC version now. Like I I jumped <laughs> I jumped from PS4 straight to PC. That's funny. Uh I haven't really been playing much, um Shocker, but I have been watching Andor. I finally started watching Andor. I need. Is it over? No. Is it, has it ended? No. No. It's, it's like um, I, what? It's like it's a twelve. 12 it's twelve, 12 episodes, episodes long. Twelve yeah. episodes. Yeah. Oh, they're they're, and they're only six, trying to do plus, one season, huh? I think yeah. six. Episodes no, they're around. no, they're doing a second season as yeah. well. The first season wow. is year one. The second season, I believe, is five years later. Okay. Yeah. Here I was and thinking. it's. Here I think I the se- well, the the second season covers a longer span of time too. So I think the second season is going to be eighteen episodes. I think they said something around there. Damn, they're starting to go all out. Yeah, so I I really like Andor, which is uh, they only gave us a piddly ass six episodes of, of Obi Wan. How dare they? I know. Uh, but I I finished She Hulk as well. Um, what did you think of that finale? Look, I'm just I'm like, look, I don't. No, 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 no. This no, is no, just no, one. Of, this no. is this is one of the Marvel things I just don't care for, and that's okay. That's no, okay. I, Moving on. You're being nice. I am being nice. You're being nice, damn I'm it. I'm practicing being nice. <laughs> because 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 the last ten minutes of the She-Hulk finale no, almost the, ruined the fucking series for me. The thing like, is, the series the series was great, you know, until thirty three minutes into the finale. The thing is, is I turned the finale on, and I was like working on something else, and I looked up, and it was like it was over. I'm like, what happened in this finale? Like I, I'm like, what happened in that this too. finale? That that too. Um, uh, I'm so I'm I was tr- like, oh. I'm trying to be nice, but I but there's one thing I'm gonna say is like, look, 
like like we see it a lot online about like how people accused writers of being lazy and i'm finally on the lazy writer train like it you know oh, really it, i actually yeah. completely disagree oh with with the finale for she hulk yeah, because I think the lazy well, was where they were going until they did the thing. Because I'm like, uh, yeah, that's Marvel do. They give the guy the power, they battle it out. And then the other way is, nope, they're going full okay, in on okay, the meta is... and doing crazy <laughs> things that I never expected. And the fact that they got Kevin Feige on blast and said, yeah, Kevin, you do all these shitty things. And they actually addressed it. I'm like, that's I, well, brilliant. I, well, actually, I, I appreciated that. It was just that, I, I you know... <sighs> Maybe Spoilers I'm one of those for She-Hulk, fans. I guess. By the way, guys. Oh, sorry. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm one of the. Maybe I'm one of those fans because, like, because, like, I don't know. And maybe this speaks to the type of person I am when it comes to like MCU stuff. Because I, I, I do appreciate the formulaic stuff, but I also like when they step outside. Now I already thought that She-Hulk was stepping outside. She was breaking the fourth wall way too much, you know. And I was like, yeah, and but, but I was like, I was like, this is a shtick because I knew this from the comics. I did not know. I did not know that you know, like the the finale for She-Hulk the series season one parodies and mirrors the, the finale for the comic book i did not know that until after some, someone had told me and i was like okay i appreciate that now but that being said like what <laughs> yeah i said wtf when i was watching and i'm like yeah what i mean is yeah i was yeah. i was like the the fuck is happening right now <laughs> yeah and i i was just like okay this is, this is the way we're going now i guess uh now and i'm just like now the crazy the thing is, is like I can't believe, like I I like when they try to do something different, but I'm like, you're telling me this show is some sort of pseudo sequel to like Winter Soldier and Iron Man, and you know all these other shows or movies. No, and this, stuff. no, and this like, what this show what's... is setting up World War Hulk. I know that's what, what this show I know is what it's setting up. up. It's setting up World War Hulk and it's setting up the Thunderbolts. By the way, Harrison Ford, really Thunderbolt Ross? Is that real? Is that story real? Yeah, that's real. That's real. Oh, my gosh. That's real. <laughs> you know, it makes sense to to cast an 80-year-old person in a role where you just lost William Hurt, who passed away of, you know, illness. Yeah. Now you're like another person It's like, how many mo movies can Harrison Ford be in? It just really doesn't it's... make sense, especially with if you know Thunderbolt Ross, where he goes in the comics, he becomes Red Hulk. Mm -hmm. yeah, spoilers for Red the Hulk. comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah I... it's kind of crazy. But I do feel like, Corey, this feels like it's more like we're going to get Deadpool and, and She-Hulk to team up because that's what they both do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It feels like, man... By the way, I, I'm actually pretty excited for Deadpool 3. I know that some, for some reason on the internet that seems to be an unpopular opinion. But I look, if if Hugh Jackman does not get to wear the suit from the Wolverine deleted scene, I'm going to be upset. You're telling me this guy played this character for 23, 24 years and never got to wear the Wolverine suit? Come on. Come on. So It's time. It, yeah. Yeah. So... And it's the brown one, too, the cool one. Oh, my favorite. Tan yeah. on brown. Nothing says fashionable like that, but it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. No, man. It's the one from the – It's I like it the best because it's the one from the arcade game, and that was kind of like my first exposure to the X-Men. So. And if he's going to blend into the elements, it goes better than blue and yellow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I, 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 the, for me, the jury's kind of out on, on Deadpool 3. I'm excited that it's coming, but I'm not excited enough to say, oh, I'm running straight to the theater on day one. For oh, it. I'm not going to the theater. I don't go to the theater. I'm waiting for. Well, you know what I'm. You know what I mean. I know. You know what I mean. 
Because I, I don't I don't really go to theaters that much either. I know. Yeah, I know. but not. Yeah, but there. I mean, but yeah, I, I so so yeah. I, I'll say this one thing about about She Hulk, and then we can move on. Uh, I had not seen I had not seen Miss Marvel yet, it's and great. this kind of this kind of hurt me from seeing it now. No, Ooh, Ms. Marvel. It's Miss Marvel's great. It's it's it's. I would I would put it at like maybe my second or third favorite MCU show right now. Behind Loki and WandaVision? No, behind WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, oh, oh that's right. That's right. That's right. I, I didn't like Loki. That's right. It's uh, I know that's I know that's that, unpopular oh, that's opinion, right. but I didn't really no, no, care no, for Loki. No, that's our that's our boy Mark that likes that likes Loki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like oh, I'm also with you with uh with WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I I just I just got through re- rewatching Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like mm. God, and, and you know what? It still it still hits me in the feels when it gets to the finale. I was like, oh my God, like damn, like this this it's a powerful show. I mean, yeah, it's a, it was the at show. Least for me. It was it was. I mean, I think as much as as much as black Panther was like a time and place thing, right? Like in very culturally significant, I feel like Falcon and the winter soldier was the story that needed to be driven home. And it was very like, well, important. I, I feel like that story was more important in the cultural relevance of black Panther. If that I, makes sense. I agree. I agree. Because... Again, this is a white guy saying this. So I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb. Well, no, but... no, well, no, no. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down because like, in all honesty, like, whereas Falcon, whereas uh black Panther, you know, like is, was like a, was like a thing for like, you know, like for like, for like black culture, mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier is more thing for black American culture. And that's two completely different, different spectrums. Like, like they're, they're two different monoliths. If we're, if we're, if we're going to use like a, like a fancy word, you know, a buzz for mm-hmm. a buzzword, you know, yeah. You know, and and honestly, like, you know, like the way you the way you cater to your audience matters and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kinda like, like we hear at Boss Rush. <laughs> because like when the Winter Soldier first came out, like actually probably when uh First Avenger came out, I was like, "Oh man, Bucky, cool. They're that that's going to be like some sort of transition cuz Sebastian Stan wasn't like a huge actor at the time, right? Like I mean, he had come off what some CW stuff like Gossip Girl and some other things, right? But like now, you know, I was like, oh well, if he, if this movie does well and he's a great actor or whatever, and Winter Soldier came out, like if he's a bigger actor by then, he he'll probably just transition into Captain America when Chris Evans does his three and out. But again, we didn't really know what the MCU was going to be at that time anyway, too. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. I think for the next Captain America movie. I want to see how that goes. Me too. Me too. I I would have preferred what uh, the Falcon and and or uh, Falcon and Bucky that move that TV show be a movie. I I feel like Marvel mm-hmm. really struggles with their episode yeah. length, and I feel like their plotting and their pacing is really funky. It's like we're gonna waste five episodes and do some things in character. I totally get that, but it's like we've got this big climax, and we're gonna do really a half-assed job. And we're mm-hmm. gonna probably not develop the villain enough because I really didn't buy the villain in the series too much. The Johnny Walker thing I totally get because that was a cool part. The the, the flag smashers felt yeah the flag delivered, yeah, and I felt yeah. like they they justified everything she did. They did, and they said it's okay though. And like there has to be some saying that's not right. And I totally get that. And there's some feels about standing up to to injustice. It just seemed like they didn't spend enough time to do anything except for the last. 15 minutes when 
when um, you know we had Falcon essentially, you know, as he ascended to, to Captain America, that was that was the justification point, and that to me felt like hmm. If they had better paced it, I think they could have nailed all those things in a more impactful two hours than they did at mm-hmm. six. And it felt like so I, I'm hoping Marvel and I think you saw that with Armor Wars going as a movie. I think they realized we've got to balance out what is a series and justifies it versus we just need a lot of stuff on Disney Plus. So I'm glad they're doing that. So I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to, to cut off because I, I, I like this discussion. No, 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 no. This is no, this is a wonderful discussion, actually. Um, because like, I also feel like there is a formatting problem with these, with these MCU uh, TV shows and stuff like that, you know, because like, because like WandaVision comes out and WandaVision was what, 11 episodes? I don't think it was, that was nine. I think it was eight or nine. It was nine. Okay. Okay. So, so Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out and it's six and I was like, what, Mm -hmm. you know? Like I thought, I thought one division was setting setting the tone, you know, for all this stuff. Loki mm-hmm. was Loki was was six or, or was it five? Like it, Loki was Loki was short. Like it was honestly, six, I think too. It. it was six. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, like um, what else do we have? I'm, I know I'm missing something. Moon Knight was how many? Eight. Eight. Six. I was it eight. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, it was eight. That was yeah. way too long. I didn't. Way too long. I didn't care Kamala, for Moon Knight Kamala, either, though. Kamala Khan was how many? I haven't watched Moon Knight either. Only six. Yeah, yeah. Miss Marvel was six. Yeah. Okay. So they they have weird pacing, and then like we said, and then Star Wars and is all over the back. And She Hulk is yeah. She Hulk is nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just it yeah, just so. feels like, you know, I look. I'm all for like, you know, okay, not every ep- every show needs to be eight episodes, but like. Pick a lane, no, 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 I guess. No the, <laughs> no, the no the OCD part of me, I, I need I need stability. Like I like I come from an era of television where TV series where TV series ran twenty four to twenty six episodes long. Mm-hmm. You know, so so like, can we have some stability here? Yeah, like Smallville would like like there would be eight core episodes, and the rest of it would be like filler for the whole season. <laughs> well, if you have good TV, there's no such thing as filler. Yeah, yeah, well, CW that's, doesn't that's have very few. I was going to say that's <laughs> yeah. very few and far between these days. Yep. I think Battlestar Galactica was the first real serious drama like sci-fi that had a limited number of episodes and they really yeah. made every episode count. And yeah. yeah. So we'll see what show what what MCO shows even next. What is next? I don't even know. Not even. Oh yeah! Don't don't ask. Don't ask. Guardians of the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, uh, holiday special, but I, Werewolf at Night. If you've not watched, oh, it, I have not watched it, is it yet. Phenomenal, and I hope Marvel does more one shots that are great. I I have not watched that yet. It, I I feel like I feel like I need to watch it before the weekend ends this week. Here's the thing. I'm so speaking of the Guardians holiday special. I'm I'm going to Disney World in a couple weeks, and apparently. The ride is MCU canon. <laughs> the Guardians cool. ride is MCU canon. Okay. No spoilers. No spoilers, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, and I guess they pick like a. Obviously, the ride's gonna have a soundtrack, and they pick it like it's a different song every time you ride it, apparently, or something. So. Side tangent, I guess. Uh. Man, that was a good. That was a good discussion. I was. I was happily su- surprised with that. Uh, all I do like Andor though a lot. Going back to that, I think it's. I thought the first episode was kind of slow, but once you realize that it's not like, <laughs> it's not really like the other Star Wars shows, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, it's more of like a war show. I think it. You know, it's definitely, definitely not for kids. I would say. 
So I dropped it after five episodes. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on I'm on episode five right now. I I like it. I I didn't like the first episode, so I don't know. Maybe maybe after five or six episodes, maybe I won't like it. But so far, it's good. They're doing the thing, Corey. Every third episode, something happens. Because uh, nothing happens in five. Nothing happens in four. Six is once again something happens. Okay, what is so I don't what know. Is, what is the fascination with Star Wars and this whole trilogy thing? Like, I, I it, it really pisses me off. It really pisses me. It, it Why really don't you pisses ask Kathleen off. Kennedy? They're the ones that started hold it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't don't name drop her like that because, like, I mean, remember how like every misogynist douchebag was like coming for her on social media? Don't don't name drop her like that. You know, like uh, without some credible, without some something credible to to back it up. You know, she's the one that made the, the said that the uh, Skywalker last three movies were a trilogy. It should have been okay. four movies. That that last movie should I have agree. been two. Should have like, been four. Yeah, it yeah. should have been. They should have split that last movie into two. Not that or not they, that it would have fixed anything, or they maybe. Should, but or they should, or they should, or they should, or maybe they should have planned out uh, the entire that, I mean, like, storyline better. Also true. I mean, that's also true. But or that, actually stuck to a plan and had the different directors they actually chosen versus like firing a director and saying, "Okay, we're bringing JJ back." Or their plan was yeah. erratic at best. We <sighs> should we should have had the same I, I director do all three movies. I think they should have just that, done yeah. that. They should have yeah. just done that. It was yeah. in my opinion. Star Trek has Star Wars has a horrible track record of not being able to stick to a game plan because mm-hmm. essentially they're very scared of upsetting a fan base. You see that Love they that. never go back to they never go back to the original trilogy. They're like they're off limits. We can't touch them, but we'll stick to the Clone Wars. We'll do that because we'll go there because we can do whatever we want because it's all made up. Nobody knows, and we'll add on the canon. But you've never seen Mark Hamill like Leia, Luke, and Han. You did. You have nothing in their prime that's canon or we've seen since, and nothing is planned, which is just very disheartening for those of us like Theron and I, who yeah. that's what we grew up with, and it's like we, we love them so it. much. And it was essentially, no, we aren't going to talk about those anymore, but you can get 85 million seasons of these old prequel characters, uh, and we're going to keep doing that. or after, or after, you, or, no, well, no, like, like most of the stuff just, is prequel stuff. Can we just yeah. get a new era of Star Wars that's like in the way distant future or the way distant past, like <laughs> supposed to get with the new Republic or the high Republic, but they haven't done anything with that yet. And the acolyte is supposed to be the first thing that is like a hundred years before. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That's yeah. all we know. I that rogue squadron. Like, you know yeah. I still feel like a hundred years is too soon because yep, Yoda's close. Yoda's going to be in it. You know, Yoda's going to be there. Wanna, if, 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 if y'all want a good series of star Wars, like make a series based on like a faction of the Sith. Potor, embrace that, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's my like Where's it. my Revan movie? Gosh, man, still yeah. the best twist in all of Star Wars, I think. Unless you were there to see, I guess the Darth Vader twist, I guess would probably be the biggest one. But since then, you know, spoilers. Oh, yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was a kid in the theater and not realizing the weight of uh, no, I'm your father. Uh, <laughs> I. Like, like I, like I, I remember going to see Empire Strikes Back with my dad in theaters, uh, and it did, it didn't click until like, until like we finally got it on VHS, <laughs> and VHS yeah. was years later from the actual movie release. 
And the reason why that's those movies are so ingrained in us is because that's all we had. That's all we thought we would get. And yeah. essentially there was yeah. George Lucas stepped away from filmmaking for about 15 years. So well, um, we, we want to be serious about this. George Lucas is also a hack. So there, there's that too. <laughs> he's a great, he, he's great when it comes to tech and advancing the technology, but yeah. he has you, great you ideas. Saw... He needs somebody yeah. to harness those ideas. Yeah. And that's when he divorced his wife. And that's when you, he basically brought on the yes men. But uh, you, you think about his peers, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, those other creators honed their craft. They became better directors, uh, partnered with really quality people. And then you mm -hmm. saw what George Lucas did was essentially not direct again, not do anything. And he essentially said, I'd rather make money off toys. I'd rather focus on the money and the technology, which we have ILM for. And that story of ILM that's on Disney Plus, highly recommend that. But yeah, so I mean, it, there's a lot to this. So and. All I hear is this cool stuff, and I'm thinking, man, you guys should come on all these other shows because Holocron Chronicles, as I call it, the Holocronicles, but they might they won't let me call well, it. Well, I feel like the Star Wars podcast. They really missed yeah. the, missed on that one. I, they I, don't I appreciate I, my genius. <laughs> I do, Todd. I think it's. Great. I feel like I'd be woefully, uh, I'd, I'd be out of my element on the Star Wars show. I, I'd love, I love, I love Star Wars, but I'm a bigger, I'm a bigger Trekkie than I've ever been. Star Wars, like, because I, I get people that tell me about all this, all this extended and B canon for Star Wars, and I was like, if it's not on television, I, if it's not on television on a movie screen, I, I, I feel like I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or video games. Stephanie, it's is that games. is that? Are any of this for you, Stephanie? I mean, you're very quiet. So either you're basically saying, boys, talk about this. Or you're like, <laughs> I could care less about this. Or No, um, I I like both Star Trek and Star Wars. I just, whether it's time or whatever, I just don't have the opportunity or have watched everything. Um, his, historically, my dad was a Trekkie is a Trekkie. I shouldn't say he's in the past tense. In fact, once he took me to Las Vegas when I was a tween, like 12 years old, and there was this like Star Trek. Yes. Like, you went to the Vegas experience? Oh my I've God. been like, there. I, that place I have awesome. never been there. I was personally terrified, but I get, like, now if I went, it'd be awesome, but back then I'm like, why are these mother lovers following me? Dad, we're gonna die! He was, he's laughing and having a great time, and I'm petrified. I got to experience that. And it's um, gone, Stephanie. So you yeah. lucked out. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to you got to experience something that I I will never be able to experience. She's like, yeah, well, so, did I? I and, and I I did when my when I was younger. I would watch like the OG like first couple seasons of Star Trek. Um, I saw like the the two of the newer movies, the first two of the newer movies. But then like when they started splitting up to like the shows and stuff, that's where I'm like, not that I no longer interested, like my bandwidth to do and watch and or play anything is so limited that I can't even watch shows that I'm even passionate about. And then as far as star Wars, I just can't keep up. Like I have watched the majority of the movies. I, I do have a, a love in, and you know, for it, I follow Like I know the story I've seen, like I said, most of the movies, but like, again, now all these shows are coming out too. And I'm just like, I can't keep up. So a lot of this has been educational. <laughs> well, what I will say about about now with the with the with what we what we consider the modern era of like Star Wars and Star Trek, for example, like you can pick like like they've set they've set a lot. Well, not maybe not Star Wars to a certain extent, but Star Trek for uh, for for real, 
like they've set it up to where anyone can kind of like jump in and mm. not have to be too bogged down in like in like pre-existing canon like because because like star trek is kind of insidious now like you start watching a random show and then you eventually want to see how we got to this point you know i mean i i don't mind like I, I have enough star trek history for example that you know i i i'm lucky to have We're, a little bit of that history but um and you know what i think is another factor and it's purely my fault and i don't know how i have this mentality i i feel like i have the personality of a curmudgeon 85 year old man but i'm like none of this new age garbage is good as the original stuff oh and that's my like god part of my resistance to watching the new star wars show the new star trek shows i'm like oh gosh it's not the one thing the one thing i will say for sure about the new star wars the new star wars especially the tv shows and the movies is like we needed it like it needed it needed a facelift so bad you know like storytelling is kind of all over the place and also at the same time like it's hard to find a jump on point with 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 any of the new star wars stuff because because like it's it's too ingrained in canon like it 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 wants you to to know what the other stuff was before or the other stuff that surrounds it and stuff like that you know so yeah, so Star Trek Strange New Worlds though, for a oh, new viewer, is the perfect jumping on point. It is because amazing. I feel like you don't have to know anything about Star Trek to jump in because it's not tied to anything, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah, like I like I was surprised how much I like Strange New Worlds and and I and I tell people because Star Trek Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek series, but Strange New Worlds is like getting ready to knock it off the off the mountain. <laughs> it's the best first season of a TV show I've seen in a long time. Yes, yeah. I have a confession about Star Trek. I've only ever seen the reboot movie. The J.J. movies? That's yeah. perfectly fine, Corey. No, just the You're first allowed. one. Just They're, the first oh, one. Just the yeah, first one? Yeah. yeah. He's ne- Corey doesn't Corey doesn't And I really liked movies. it. And I was like, oh, man, this is really good. And then I never proceeded to see the other Watch one. the third one. Skip <laughs> yeah, the second. Skip the second. Thank you. <laughs> Idris Elba is a Thank great you. villain. He's really good. It's a good. It's a good movie. The second one is just like, nah, they, they failed. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Go watch. Uh, take a take an afternoon. Watch uh, Star Trek, whatever it's called. Star Trek I, I Beyond. Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. Got good, was, was... good. It's even got the Beastie Boys in it. I think, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, sabotage. <laughs> sabotage was in the first one. It's like it's like uh, the, it's like the theme for it's intergalactic, like the for wasn't it? Wasn't it intergalactic? Uh, sab- was sabotage. Oh, sabotage. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. times. Great song, by the way. Sabotage. It's a good one. Yes. Great video. Uh man, that was a that was a hefty topic. Uh Todd, you are our guest tonight. Do you have another topic for us to discuss? Wow. Um, yeah, because I, like many people, were probably really interested about the Silent Hill um <gasps> live yeah. event. Yeah. And I didn't know what to think because Konami is such a polarizing company. You're like, are they really want to be in games? Do they just want to do pachinko machines and fitness centers? What are they doing? They've 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 essentially killed Metal Gear. They sometimes put out a collection every once in a while, but they don't. We don't really know what they're doing. So we've heard all these rumors about um, Silent Hill coming back, and most of the things we thought is actually happening. But then they said, guess what? We're not just going to do games. We're going to do a movie again. Yeah. Come back and make a movie. We're going to show you like all these collectibles. So I'm like, they came strong. And I'm like, wow, wow. It's amazing that 
it's almost like a renaissance for a brand that has been largely forgotten since like 2007. So I'm wondering, uh, you know, from that lens, what are the other like, almost like you think of like forgotten languishing IP that are out there? Like now it's time for those to shine because remakes, reboots, reinventions you've seen what resident evil has done with kind of like their mm-hmm. remakes plus they're mm-hmm. also mainline games and they've done such a great with like uh care of their franchises i'm like konami's essentially doing that new franchises reboots remasters and and yeah. taking the ip and i'm like where else would you all want to see like that care of uh of of bringing back what you loved and bringing it back to today's standards and actually make it even better than it was before really great that quickly that you brought up you know resident evil maybe that's kind of where they got a little bit of the nudge like okay if they're successful we can too because i want to preface i've never played a silent hill game again i am a weenie how would you i mean they haven't had a way to play a game since maybe the wii u or maybe we true but i know so many silent hill fans they are very like been waiting and waiting and just being teased there's that meme where you know james sutherland where he's looking in the mirror but it's actually clown makeup um i was so excited for these fans and some of my friends that i tuned into it live and i've never played the game before and i'm happy that i'm go- living through this renaissance of remix because even if not franchises i know another one that's coming up that i've never played before and will play because now i have the opportunity especially on a better platform is dead space you know, that's kind of like another one, but uh, that's what you know. One thing I will say is like, uh, like, like we're getting we're getting a like a like a rebirth of like of like survival horror, especially you know, and um and and I'm kind of here for it because like survival horror got got old and stale for me after a while. Uh, I'm not the biggest Silent Hill fan because like I'm I'm Team Resident Evil from the old school days. Like I I want my games to reach out and scare me, not not you know fuck with my emotions and that's what silent hill did like it played with your emotions like it, it, it was it was more of a psychological game and i'm like look i i don't want the i don't want the game to fuck with me you know i don't want the game to like do that thing whereas like whereas like i sit down you know after i've turned the console off and I'm, i still have the shakes you know <laughs> uh you know i want it to scare me and do its thing you know and stuff like that um but uh but but yeah like i i can't believe that you know like konami's like if konami is true to their investment on this thing, like it's going to be wonderful, especially the fact that we're getting a full-fledged like like Silent Hill two remake. Well, yeah, remake, and it's PlayStation Five exclusive. So I know I know some people are going to go nuts on that one, you know, and not not in the not in the positive way, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting we aren't getting a Silent Hill one remake, which is that weird was... because I real that's where my heart was because I remember playing that and it took advantage of the. Uh, consoles limitations, lots yeah. of fog, but it used mm-hmm. uh, the the radio to track and and it was creepy and it was weird and I really enjoyed that and yeah that game is essentially I don't think beyond like maybe being on the play, PlayStation Three store or being backwards compatible I don't know a way to actually play that game so I'm like mm-hmm. curious like because I know that's what we got with the Resident Evil Two remake we didn't get a Resident Evil One remake because that was remade for GameCube so it was kind of like a weird like. Like it's it's an odd place to start, but I know that's a beloved game. Um, but the fact that like some of the other iterations we're getting of like the Resident Evil games are all yeah. over the place. Like Annapurna's making a game, and then we're getting like a game that's supposed to be a live experience. So I'm like, I was just so crazy, just like wow, 
they're really going broad with this after being so silent for all these years. So um, dead space makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, that's what we're having with the Callisto protocol, which is essentially, well, mm -hmm. we can't make that game because we no longer have the license and we got fired from it. We're making mm -hmm. that game. We're getting the remake. So I don't know, Corey, is there, is there, is there a game? I know you're, you're so tied in Nintendo and sometimes they don't like appreciate their past. Oh, mm. <laughs> so sometimes, uh, no, the, the the way they appreciate your past is uh, selling you the same game on the next console for for full price, more money. Um, I mean, I mean, there's if you're talking strictly Nintendo, I mean, there's there's a lot you could do, and mm -hmm. even like you could revisit something like Eternal Darkness if you want to stick with horror games, right? Like that's that seems to be the big one. <laughs> and like i think with technology the way technology works and everything or you know even like the the quote-unquote hd rumble and the joy cons or something like you could do some really interesting things with eternal darkness now that maybe you couldn't do yeah you couldn't like delete a memory card or you know turn your tv off or mess with the volume or anything but like you could totally do some really interesting things uh and still have the uh, Corey, how about your Joy Cons are disconnected? That would be a great technology, right? Yeah. Or your SD, uh, or your I mean, SD card's going to be reformatted. Yeah, you're, no, your <laughs> your Joy Cons would just drift, and then you would be upset. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's that. Uh, there's, I mean, Star Fox. Uh, a lot of mm -hmm. people want that to come back. A lot of people want F Zero to come back. Uh, they have a lot of franchises though that I know people want back, like Golden Sun, like an RPG, or uh, what's the what's the other one that everybody wants back? I mean, I guess people want Earthbound back for some reason. Baton Kados, is yeah, Baton Kados is another one. Although, Advanced like Advance Fucking Wars, it's coming, it's coming back, Leron. It's not coming back until war is ended, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, Laurent Laurent's very upset about. Uh, we mm -hmm. don't t we don't talk about advanced wars on this show because Laurent gets upset. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, the the thing is though is like, I don't really, I don't really know because all the franchises I really like they're back right. Like we just got a new Ninja Turtles game that was something like I would I would really love like a triple A Ninja Turtles game is something that I would really want. Um. You know something, I, I, something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can say it's back until like they make another game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's a there's supposedly a triple A Ninja Turtles game coming out next year, which we'll we'll see. But um, but Charlie, you got, uh, Corey, you got that platinum game, that platinum turtles game. So there you go. We don't, we don't talk about that game. <laughs> um, although, if you want to buy it, it is super expensive because it's out of print, and everybody thinks they need to collect things that are out of print. Um. Uh, so, what was the other game I was gonna say? I got so sidetracked by Ninja. Oh, uh, I think, I think, really a AAA game that needs to come back in a big way is Prince of Persia, and not in the typical Ubisoft. Oh, open world, go to the station. Don't get me wrong. I love Assassin's Creed. I, it's one of my favorite franchises. Again, I know that's also very not internet friendly to say, but. Uh, I think some. I think Prince of Persia, like a really focused Prince of Persia experience, would be really cool uh, to see. Um, yeah, we just we just do not know the stats of that Prince of Persia remake because I was really excited yeah, for it. I know, 
and that's the thing is like that trilogy is the one that people really love and uh i guess people don't really care for warrior within but the other two they they like so yeah yeah what Warrior about within, that prince of persia that was like the the forgotten not, it was it was like the this after where's within the, the, that the series one, the one for ps3 and xbox 360 that yeah, one? yeah. i i bought that i didn't on think like it was Steam. I didn't, think about it was, the, I didn't think it was bad. Um, are you talking about the cell shaded one or the one that yes, is like the a cell pseudo... shaded one? Oh, yeah. Where you had was, like that, you had the auto assist, right? You had the auto yeah. assist where the character would grab you, so you really would never die. Yeah. Um, because oh. they also made a a uh, game set in that original trilogy afterwards to tie into the Disney movie. Oh. Uh, called the Forgotten Sands, and it was actually pretty good. But I think. I think people were sour on the movie and didn't give the game a chance. And it just, that's, I think that's what kind of killed the franchise, but that game was actually pretty good. Um, kind of felt a little bit like Assassin's Creed, but uh, yeah. So that, I mean, that would be one that I would want to see. I don't know. I'm always kind of looking forward. I think there's franchises that I like, like Zelda that are going to last forever. And I really love the nostalgia of that franchise, but like, I think Breath of the Wild is probably the best thing that could have happened in that franchise at this point. Um, just to change it up, because if you say so, you I mean, you look at you look at Ocarina of Time through Skyward Sword. It's essentially the same formula, right? I mean, I guess you could technically say a Link to the Past in there as well. They just three Dified Link to the Past, and as much as I love dungeons and running around the world and doing that, I just I, I like to see how things evolve and um, that's true. I agree with that because like you look at a, you look at the way like Assassin's Creed has evolved from that first game into like the Ezio trilogy. Those that trilogy of games is completely different. You look at uh, three, four, and, and Rogue; those are completely different. To Unity and Syndicate are different, and now we have this open world trilogy, which is completely different. You know, it's. I get that people love the old, but I think games just keep getting better, you know? And if they can find a new way to refresh old things, then let's do it, you know? And so that's kind of where I'm at. Well, speaking of maybe game, um, franchises that are kind of being rebooted, but maybe still need another game or two before we see a real revival. Uh, Laron, this is for you. I, w- I want to see Metroid really fully come back. I know it's coming. It's just, that's what I, I wanted because I missed out on that franchise. And oddly enough, Metroid Dread was my first Metroid game again, because I jumped in it late and I loved it so much. I'm like, wow, I want to maybe, you know, hopefully the prime, series release the first one get remastered so i can catch myself up um i'll admit i i I haven't um played the like the nez is it i don't know if it's on snes as well um metroid og stuff because i'm not a good gamer but i'll get to it well well here's what you can do like if you have access to a game boy advance uh play metroid metroid um fusion fusion Fusion? no 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 oh zero uh uh, zero mission metroid zero mit yeah, Metroid Zero Mission. I don't know why. I, 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 I hear Zero Mission. I'm thinking something else. Metroid Zero, Zero Mission, Mission is what? Is that a remake? Is that a remake? It's of a the remake first of game? the original Metroid from the yeah. NES. And then I and added then, that extra stuff at the end. Yeah. Which is yeah. where the Zero. Um, that's why it's called the Zero Suit because the with end an of that actual game. map. 
which yeah. the original Metroid did not have a map. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for real, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, and and then there's Super Metroid, uh, mm-hmm. which is the direct sequel. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. You got Metroid Two: Samus Returns. So you, you so just play Samus Returns for uh, for Nintendo DS, uh, because that's 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 3DS. So. Yeah, that should be ported to Switch. Quite honestly, I know. Like, what? What were they? I don't know why they haven't just thought of doing that. You know, that you know, game begged it, for the controls of the Switch because mm-hmm. it limited and had some gaps because of the. Well, maybe you um, should have bought the new yeah. 2DS XL with the little thumb nub. Or could you get the boat, Corey? Could you get the boat that added? I had. The, uh... I had a boat. I had the boat, oh, and then I traded it in with my. Are you aware of what the boat is? No. Oh my god. So the what... original 3DS lacked a essentially an analog stick uh-huh. on the second stick. So they had this thing that actually locked on to the 3DS which added that <laughs> next analog stick and everybody called it the boat. Yeah, it was, was just the dumbest thing in the world because yeah. it didn't support many things except for maybe like it was what, uh, the Kid Icarus game. It was Kid Icarus, yeah. it was uh the Resident Evil Revelations game that came out. And there was a Splinter Cell 3DS game at the at launch, and there was uh, the Metal Gear Solid. Which one was it? Snake Eater, I think. Oh was yeah, remake. that's right. It was the uh, the remake for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah, it was so weird. But it was like that was like Nintendo just they did not want to. They wanted to sell you a new console to add an extra like control mechanism, and it was expensive so too. That thing was like forty dollars. <laughs> That's why. So that's nice. why I didn't take. That's why I did not. That's why. Uh, that's why I did not. I did not move off of the DS until like the 3DS XL came out. Like I, yeah. I, I refused. Number, well, number one, the fact that you know, like the whole 3D mechanic was was stupid. I think the only game that had the 3D stuff then that was worthwhile. I think Super 3D Mario Land. 3D Land was pretty good. Um, and. I mean, Ocarina of Time stuff was okay, but I mean, you know, 3D. Stephanie, was... do you have a PC? No, I have a Mac. Okay, yeah. so don't worry about that. Because oh. I was going to say, what they've done with uh, Metroid Prime on emulation now oh. that they've been included like mouse controls, and I'm oh. like, and the way it looks now with the high res high res texture packs, I'm like. If it doesn't look as good as that on Switch, that's going to be a missed opportunity. But that's where I think, Stephanie, I think that's really where, uh, and I don't know what options you have to play old, like, Wii or GameCube games. I have a Wii, but I or Wii don't you? kill me, you have a Wii Corey. I, I sold my GameCube. No, I have, an N, I have an N64. I had a Game Boy. Wii, Switch. I, I unfortunately had to pay some bills, so I sold a couple old consoles. Like, I used to have a PS2. There's probably not a cheap way to play play the Metroid Prime trilogy, is there, Corey? Uh, well, if you own a Wii U, it's twenty dollars, but only for like another month or so, because. Well, if you want to buy the disc, if you want to buy the discs, I assume it's. Yeah. Oh, the disc is uh, the trilogy. The trilogy is like over one hundred fifty dollars at this point. And this is where I'm hoping that they'll re- remake it, or at least remake the first one, and then like all the other games that I missed out on, I'll just be playing a prettier easier to handle version of it so yeah uh, that one metroid is a big one mm-hmm. another nintendo one i won't go too into it well nintendo slash rare would be banjo kazooie i just wish they could just redo that i just like fun games did like you play that. the xbox version 
I did not, but I heard you can control the camera, and there's a couple mm-hmm. of lifestyle yeah. changes to it. That's oh, why yeah. I said, oh, that's like a light option. I think the last one, I'm sorry, all these sound very, ki- you know, more for kids or whatever, is um, Jack and Daxter. Mm-hmm. Um, that first that one's a- really good. Yes, right? And I feel like they could definitely make a comeback, especially after Ra- Ratchet and Clank um, rift apart, you know? Sly so. Cooper, too. Sly Cooper mm-hmm. was fun. Especially now, like, I feel like they could do a lot of fun things with Sly Cooper. Um, especially because, like, PlayStation doesn't really have very many kid-friendly options. Like, Sackboy is not exactly the, <laughs> the greatest option. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, Jack and Dexter seems like it's a it's a no brainer because mm-hmm. oh, uh, bring it up to bring it up to snuff. I mean, you can mm-hmm. play the. Uh, I think you can play it on PlayStation Plus now, but I played it and it definitely feels dated, not mm-hmm. in a good way, and it definitely needs to come back because it was so much fun. First one felt really good, and then they changed the series every time, made it a little yeah. bit more like GTA, which I enjoyed too. But I totally get it. But I think that's one that just definitely needs it, and it should be evergreen, like the old Ratchet and Clank. Was it 2016 where they basically said, we're remaking the first game mm-hmm. and making it awesome. So yeah. why not? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Man, that's uh, that was a time, man. The PS2, Xbox, GameCube era just uh, was a wonderful time in standard definition gaming. Um, yeah, Banjo's, Banjo's a really good one. I always I always forget that series exists, but then when I I remember it, it's like oh yeah I love those games. Uh, My son loved the uh, uh, bolt nuts and bolts game because of the building. Yeah, that game. Uh, and you can make all these. So kids, it's like they want to build things, and to make those vehicles that Banjo would go, and they half of them were like contraptions that just didn't work, or they were so funky, hilarious. So that's playable on Xbox One mm-hmm. uh, and Series X if you have those consoles, and it's just. It's a blast. Those are just a lot of fun. Beautiful, but different. See, I think the thing is, is I think kids like that. And because they grew up as like the Minecraft generation, right? And they like to build things. It wasn't for me, Corey. Yeah. I, I liked it when I played it, but it definitely was not like, I was like, oh, this isn't really a banjo game. (laughs) This is just kind of like neat. Moving on. Um, Man, I'm trying to think of other Microsoft franchises now because, like, there's so many that are just, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to say brute force. Nobody wants that. Crimson Skies, Corey, is always the correct answer. Yeah. I feel like they're just going to shove that into Flight Simulator at some point, though. That's true. You know, it's true. They already kind of tried with Top Gun. Um, or they put what banjo? Did they? What was the franchise they put in that Spark series? Oh, Conquer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Conquer's never coming back. Oh my gosh, no, Conquer's man. never coming back. No, that mm. game. Ugh, that game. With in today's society, that game would never yeah. last. That Microsoft. That Microsoft would have to shut its doors if they brought Conquer back. Um. So. Why they don't like poop? They don't like puking protagonists. <laughs> I mean, what is not to love? I mean, I guess furries are big. That that's catered to that crowd, oh right? With the uh, the girlfriend do- that does aerobics or whatever. Somebody... I mean, Rick and Morty is huge, so I mean, there is a group of people who like disgusting things. That's true, that's true. But again, I feel like stuff like that, like Rick. I mean, Rick and Morty is in freaking Fortnite, so you know, I th- I feel like they're like, oh well, if they if we can just sell a skin in this 
in this popular game. We're never we're not gonna make a real game, you know. Man, good times, everybody. That was that was a great topic, Todd. Um, does anybody else have anything else they want to talk about real quick, or are we uh are we gonna wrap it there? Did you guys see the development that's going down with the with with the Helena Teller and uh, oh, yeah. and, and Bandit oh. Three now? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't I don't like the site I don't like the site this guy, but I mean, you know, Jason Schreier, you know, like uh, I mean, he mm-hmm. brought some shit to light that you know was like, hey, like uh, like what the hell is really going on? And uh, and you know, and the one thing I will say because you you guys heard me say this on on Foster's podcast as well as my own show Crossroads and stuff, I can't stand when people call for boycotts mm. of video games, you know. Because yeah, we kind of nobody, that on nobody, too. nobody wins in that situation. As a matter of fact, yeah. as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the real losers are gamers when that shit happens. You know, uh, but yo, like, um, like I knew something was kind of fishy about the fact that she was saying what she was saying, you know. And now it seems like now it seems like we're getting. I, I don't even know if it's a half truth that we're getting, you know, um, because ugh, it's just getting messy. But um, but the fact that Jason Schreier and then more credible sources are, are, are cited saying, yeah, this is not the full story here, you know, um, I do appreciate that. Video Games Chronicle came out and collaborated Jason's story too today. Yeah. Later tonight. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, my my whole my whole major my whole major thing is you know like um you know like because uh this is kind of what I want to when 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 we when we mentioned it what 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 night was it so was it Sunday. Because you guys are getting to record Pal Block, and I and I and I think that's when it started getting big. And mm-hmm. That's when the videos that. came out. That's when the videos came out and everything, right? So you know, like, I, I, there's there's things that there's things we have to look at because you know, like, um, like you know, like I'm not saying that she's not talented or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. You know, um, like hell, like she she is the voice. She's the pioneering voice for one of my favorite characters in video gaming. Mm-hmm. But my whole thing is like, you know, like under a microscope like you know you have voice actors and then you have voice actors like we have people like nick apostolides who like has been doing leon candy for a while and not only is he providing the voices but he's also doing all the motion capture and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. we have to we have to look at how these voice actors you know are, are, are looked at you know and four thousand dollars for a four to five hour session in the studio and apparently it was supposed to be multiple mm-hmm. you know sessions in the studio you know Either she's playing us by saying, "Oh, they only want to pay me four thousand dollars." What she meant to say is like she would have wound up getting anywhere from twenty thousand to twenty-four thousand dollars for the entire for the entire appearance in the game. You know, mm-hmm. you know, there's that. But also, like one thing, I, one thing I said to us in our individual in our in our separate chat was that if we're gonna be honest here, like Bayonetta did not have a lot of speaking lines in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know <laughs> and she's then, not doing that mocap either. You know. Oh, she's not. Yeah, I, I look at this lady. And I'm like, yeah, she's not doing those dance moves. She's not in those. She's not walking in those high heels. <laughs> I mean, she might be in her heels. own time, but we don't. <laughs> but but uh, once but, again, right, Laurent, we've got a American replacing another person of British. Yeah. Because those Brits have replaced a lot of Americans, so maybe this is turnabout as fair play. Give oh, yeah, Americans that... back <laughs> roles. Hey, 
and you know, and, and you know, and 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 good on Jennifer Hale for like for like saying her saying her saying her piece real fast, and like and like she immediately said like she immediately said like I can't discuss much more because of NDAs and all this stuff, and you know. Thank you for getting ahead of that because, like, you know, like, of course, like, the troglodytes on the on the internet were already, like, jumping after him. I'm like, y'all coming for Jennifer Hale? Really? Yeah, so what, so... That's like, that's like motherfuckers coming after Nolan North and Troy Baker. What the mm. fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, what we, what we discussed on Pal Block the other night was, like, so I found this, uh, so if you look at her IMDb page and her Moby Games page, she hasn't really done a lot. Bayonetta is like her biggest she, thing, right? Like, her, she's been credited with roles from 1992 until now. And I and last night on Crossroads, I actually counted line items. She's only done 24 things in the span of 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, am I wrong? Yeah, 30. Yeah, 30 years. She's yeah. only done 24 roles. Uh-huh. So it sounds Gen- to me like. Jennifer Hale yeah. has done that in the last like two years or three years. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, like no, I mean, look, no offense to Helen Taylor or whatever. Like she, do, she did a great job as Bayonetta, right? Like she's, you know, but I brought this article. I'm trying to find it right now uh, to Powell block the other day that said how much like an, like an, not like a beginning voice actress makes, but like the average, the average kind yeah, of saw, person I, that comes I, in. And I saw that they're making you wear between 13, 13,000 to like, to like, to like 13 to 60,000. Oh, yeah. Crap. And, and like it, depending on the role and An stuff, annual salary. Yeah. And if you're like, and this is for like non mocapped actresses either. Right. Like it's like you make somewhere between like 12 and $20,000 per role, depending on how big the role is, how big, you know, and if you're the title character or not. Right. Like, Plus we had plus we took into consideration that like this is this is Nintendo we're talking about who notoriously does not use voice acting, so maybe they don't know mm-hmm. what or who or how, right? Like and uh try not to place all the blame on Platinum, although Platinum probably has most of the blame here. Uh you know, and uh now the story comes out and it's like, well, exactly what we talked about on Nintendo Power Block is exactly what she would have made if she was hired, not being the biggest name in voice acting and not mocapping, yeah. right? According to according to ZipRecruiter, the industry averages uh, for entry level voice actors is anywhere between thirteen thousand five hundred thirty one nine ninety nine per year. Mid level voice actors get uh, range from sixty nine thousand to eight hundred. I'm sorry, eighty seven thousand four hundred ninety nine per year. And experienced voice actors, we're looking at a hundred and eleven point five grand to almost two hundred thousand. I wonder how yeah. much Chris Pratt got paid for being Mario. Mm. Probably five <laughs> to ten million dollars. Yeah. What and is he, this and place? He, and I guarantee you, there are more talented people when it comes to voice acting than mm-hmm. him. So it's a shame that um, it's not a livable wage for most people. Um, it's something that unless you can be highly successful, like you said, the number of credits she has, and this is her claim to fame. So I think there's a lot of this was she was trying to say, hey, we've got a big game coming out. The game is. As the series has made about $450 million. This is my big, this is me taking my shot that I'm going to renegotiate. And maybe Platinum's like, you know what? We'd rather have a higher profile voice talent. So we're going to lowball you 
and we're going to bring on Jennifer Hale because I guarantee you they paid her mm-hmm. at least thirty grand for this role. So yeah. this is a hot mess. If anything, yeah, this is it is. It a hot is. Mess. And I'm, and I'm yeah. not saying Platinum Games is perfect on this. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm going to okay. be. Uh, but you know, like if we want, they probably unfollowed you right now. I'm. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like. I'm not like the biggest Platinum Games fan either, right? Like I'm kind of over Hideki Kamiya. Like he's kind of just like a, you know, he's kind of a dick. But wait, wait, unless- stop, stop. Hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, because I, because I, you know what, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of empathize with him on one level. No, like with this, if you got, I- if you got people, if you got people always coming at you in a foreign language that you don't, that you don't speak fluently and stuff like that, I'd go on a blocking spree too, because, because like I. I- because like I get followers on, uh, oh, I'm gonna sound bad right here on podcast. I get followers from other from other countries and stuff, you know. And and usually what I do is like I I I follow them, but I also mute them. So you know because like I I sorry I, I can't I can't freaking see whatever you're talking. So you know <laughs> it I, does me no good. <laughs> I get it, but also I mean just assume positive intent, Laron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just. Man, I don't know. This just seems like it's going to be a big cluster. Although, what does every marketing person say? All publicity is good publicity. It's good publicity. Bayonetta's yeah. on the map for a lot of people that maybe weren't going to pick it up. And now, this maybe is... somebody will buy it that wasn't going to buy it. So, another thing, too, is like, maybe people don't know. I don't know. Bayonetta 3 has three playable characters. Bayonetta 2 was 10 to 12 hours long. So let's say that Bayonetta is in half the game. Okay. So you're getting paid for six hours of work. That's a lot of like, you know, see, see, that's, that's, that's the thing about it too. Like I would jump for, I, I, you know, I wouldn't even complain about $4,000 for, for the amount of work, you know, you know, look, if she's not, if she's not screaming, like she's being tortured for like four, four fucking hours, you know, like what Mm. the hell, you know, look, I, I get it. Like, but if you've ever played a Bayonetta game, like she has, you know, maybe 120, like maybe lines or whatever in the game that are like meaningful or useful. Then that's on probably the high end, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And she's not mo-capping. She's Mm -hmm. not screaming. She's not yelling. In the parts they are, she's just like yelling somebody's name. Like it's not like she's screaming a whole dialogue piece or something that would be in something like The Last of Us or God of War or Horizon. You know, like yeah, this is and a stylized in, in action game. That story is ridiculous. The acting is dumb and over the top, and it's about the gameplay. You know, it's mm-hmm. not and and so yeah, okay. If she lives in Los Angeles, I get it. Four thousand dollars, not a lot of money to live out there, right? But what bothers me is it just feels like it's somebody else not trying to work hard for to get to the place where someone like Jennifer Hale is. Oh who's shit! Been did working. you just did you just did you just Kim Kardashian her? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of it comes down to agents, though. I bet she has better representation. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer Hale. I mean, yeah. It gets to the point where you get to see like people take up space when it comes to acting roles. At mm-hmm. what point was The Rock was getting all these roles? Kevin Hart was getting all these roles. Ryan Reynolds was getting all those roles. Jim Carrey. And eventually it's like, when will other people get a chance? And that's the thing. I think Jennifer Hale is in everything. She's the most promising. For, so for her to get another role ultimately says, 
well, that's like, you know, the biggest actor just getting another role versus mm-hmm. other actors. Again. And I looked at the voice talent for Bayonetta too. There's some good actors in there. Um, people that you may not realize who are voice talents have been doing it for years. So there's good talent. The one person I want to know if they brought him back was that Danny DeVito, Joe Pesci guy. In yeah, Bayonetta he's, too, in he's in Who it. dropped F-bombs all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who is this guy and why is he even this game? Yeah, so he's in it. I think yeah. he's back So here. I don't know. I, I like Bayonetta and I like the series a lot, but yes, the, you don't come for the voice talent. But the what they made with Bayonetta, she's a very iconic character. She people cosplay as her, so I I can get it where she feels like I've got a following and I essentially helped create this character, and now she's gone. She's irrelevant. So it's kind of mm-hmm. sad. Yeah, yeah. And 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 you know another thing I want to point out is like we gotta look at we gotta look at Bayonetta for what it is for a second. Like 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 they made Bayonetta. Sega like wholly produced and, and published that game, right? Yeah. And then Sega and then Sega was like, "We're not doing anymore." Like Platinum had this. Platinum had to like shop around for a new publisher for that. So like you got you got you got to put that in perspective too. If Sega, a company that knows about failure, like moved on, you know, from it, you know, like you got to think about that. You know, like she probably she she probably needs to realize that she probably wouldn't even had like the second gig, you know. If uh, mm-hmm. Nintendo hadn't came along, you know. Well, uh, yeah. Nintendo at that point, the Wii U, they're like, we want any game we can get on the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, remember they they we put two games a year that we bring out. And they we put need dev- something. They published Devil's Third. They published uh, Ninja Gaiden Three. There's Wonder a lot of trash. One. There's a lot of third yeah. party trash on that console. I'm not I, as much yeah. as I love the Wii U, and I think you know, in terms of and Nintendo also- library, it's probably my favorite of any console any nintendo's put out i would say but and also bayonetta the, the original bayonetta didn't sell well and it, it was a multi-platform release Three hundred fifty thousand well. copies yeah like we're, and we're, it yeah, played like trash on playstation mm-hmm. yeah it played like lucky. trash on playstation hold, yeah. hold you know what you're right about that because i did i did have it on ps3 and i remember it being a completely different experience than i played it on pc yeah. i was like mm-hmm. i was like is this the same game you know yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed Bayonetta on the PS3 though. Come on, come on, don't 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 to smash fair, my don't to be fair don't smash my dreams like that. To be f- fair, back then we didn't know any better, you know. <laughs> true, true. So yeah, but I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, what I will say is hopefully this stuff gets ironed out and stuff like that. You know, like chances are, I don't know, like it's gonna get to the point where like where like somebody's lawyers are gonna be like, okay, like you you stop this shit or we're gonna have a problem, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always a caveat. She can say, four thousand dollars. Oh, that was per session. So I, I feel like there's going to be an out clause. Yeah. I think that's yeah. about to come out. That's mm-hmm. that's that's, that's probably going to. But she still out. broke NDA though, so she's probably still going to get in some. Like she's still probably going to have to fight something, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, if I just, if anything, I just don't understand. I just don't understand where where this is all coming from, though. You know. Yeah. Um, I think it's a missed opportunity. And what do you always do when you see like big movies coming out? You always see people coming out of the woodwork and make lawsuits because that is the best time to make hay, uh, to make money, to get people on the net. We have not heard about this woman and her role ever. She's on everybody's mouth now. So this is essentially this is publicity. Corey, you mentioned it. Any good news, you know, is good for this. And ultimately, it's the right time to do it because why wouldn't you do it right before it's coming out? Nintendo, she's probably thinking, well, if I get this out there, Nintendo wants to tap this down because it's bad publicity for the game, Platinum 2. And Nintendo just doesn't give an F and could say, we could carry less what you say. We just want you to buy our game. 
and yeah. we could care less. Yep. Yeah, that's not their yep. that's not their forte to really actually address and say we care what you think. We don't care what you think. You're going to buy our games. So I don't yeah. know. It's an interesting one. I feel bad, but the good thing that came out of the story is essentially we're talking about the salaries and people in gaming yep. make. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I hope we learn more about what's a fair wage and what's not. And yeah. when yep. you talk about the wages and livable expense. If somebody says, I want to be a voice actor, and that's what they have to learn, like, mm-hmm. hey, this person's like the bit lane character, and she makes $20,000 a year, I'm not going to do that. That takes away your sales. Of Like, that's yeah. not an opportunity. Yeah. And only the biggest people can actually make a living wage. Yeah. How long will it take until I get to be a notable person? Maybe 20 years. That's sad. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to say, like, $4,000 is, like, good, bad, indifferent. I'm just like, according, according to the guidelines, according to the guidelines that I saw on the internet and this, you know, this was updated in late 2021, right? Like it seems like her career versus this guideline thing, she's making what she should now granted what they should be making should probably be way more in general, right? Like you guys just said, but like, I don't know. I, I have uh, like I have these weird mixed I'm, feelings I'm, I'm about sorry. this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not that sympathetic, given that given that I've seen a lot. Of, I've I've seen a lot of behind the scenes for voice for voice acting talent. They're sitting in a booth on a chair in a in a, in a nice air conditioned environment. You know, like they're not. You know, unless they're unless they're getting paid to do like some 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 outlandish ass voice, they're usually using their regular speaking voice. They're not even screaming because like microphone technology is amazing in this day and age. You know, like sh- like sh- we have microphones right now hooked up to our computers that if that like a pin drops outside past my door, my microphone to pick it up. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So it's not like so it's not like this is like backbreaking. You know, like she's gonna wind up with nodes on her vocal cords. If anyone's seen freaking Pitch Perfect, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I you know I sympathize, but I but I but I but I can't be your champion. Same. No, I'm sorry. Same. Well, that seems like a good place to wrap this up. I guarantee you people are going to be listening to this, to this show know. and they're going to be like, oh, LeRon is on one tonight. No, look, <laughs> look, Pal Block, Pal Block, Crossroads, and the show this week are all just good. We're all, our shows, we're just going to have to set fire to the whole thing. We're just going to, have to <laughs> It's a names. fascinating topic for various reasons. And the reason why I haven't really said too much is because I haven't caught up on the latest. So I don't want to, you know, speak out of ignorance or something. So I'm probably going to read more about it. And you afterwards, know, also. But... One thing I can say to Helena Taylor, like, you know, like you're not the first person that's ever been replaced in, as voice talent. David Hayter was oh, yeah. was solid snake for decades. And then Kiefer Sutherland, like, like ran the role for the next two games. Yeah. He grunted his, his way into the fifth game. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, yeah, I mean, shoot, like we're going to. We're gonna look. We're gonna be looking at a time when, like, you know, like Nolan North is not, you know, gonna be Nathan Drake, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got he's got an ongoing gig as the Ghost in Destiny. So as long as Destiny keeps going, Nolan North has a job. So. I mean, shit. He's the voice of Superman and Superboy in freaking Young Justice. True. <laughs> I repeat. I, I R.A.P. Peter Dinklage has the voice in Destiny. I know. Dinklebot. <laughs> Dinklebot. Rip. Oh. Dinklebot. Yeah. He. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Um, okay. I'll explain it to you later. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, he was the original voice of the ghost in Destiny, and like he, de- his line delivery was so awful. Look up, look up P- 
Peter Dinklage ghost in Destiny on YouTube, and you'll hear some of the worst line deliveries you've ever heard in your life. It's just the funniest thing. Okay. Uh, but on that note, I want to... We're going to wrap the show here. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to the Boss Rush Podcast. Todd, again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's always a pleasure seeing you. Um, Remind everybody where they can find you and what to listen to after they listen to this. Yeah, uh, you can find everything we do at SecretFriendsUnite.com. We're on YouTube. Look for Secret Friends Unite. Uh, Look at Secret Friends Unite, uh, Secret Friends U on Twitter. We do a podcast on all things media, Secret Friends Unite. We call it Secret Secret Friends Unite Prime. We do uh, Code 47, which is all Star Trek. We do Holocron Chronicles, the Holocronicles, all things Star Wars, and co-op mode video games. Uh, You'll you'll catch everything there. We're always looking for new guests. People have fresh voices, things to say on the world of the nerd that they love. So if uh, I think we've got some future guests that are on this podcast, but if other folks on your the you know, within the, the boss rush network, uh, fans would be interested. Let us know. Well, Todd, you know, you know, I think very highly of secret friends. Um, so thank you again for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Stephanie, where can we find you? People can find me on the internets at, um, clean underscore author, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, my articles on boss which I will be publishing, uh, a recap of the silent hill transmission uh showcase before the night is out mm. and uh yeah and you can find me on other podcasts like the xp cast and after dark leron all right uh as as always if you want to look me up just, uh, just find me anywhere by looking up exodus 803 so look me up on social media uh, my youtube and twitch channels are also under that moniker as well as my uh, psn id and my steam id so just look me up there uh tuesday nights on my youtube channel uh 8 p.m eastern 8, i'm sorry 8 30 p.m eastern standard time uh new uh, new permanent time slot hopefully <laughs> the crossroads uh, video game podcast where we talk about playstation pc and xbox and a little bit more you know because we're, we're kind of flexible like that and of course i uh, the boss rush uh podcast and boss rush after dark there you go and you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me here on the Boss Rush Podcast on Nintendo Power Block uh, and various other things here on the Boss Rush Network. You can follow the Boss Rush Podcast at Boss Rush Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check out all of our stuff on BossRush.net. Uh, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Leron. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Bye. So Bye. Me too. Watching TOS reruns, you know. And yeah, that's, my dad that's was that was my dad's thing too. So absolutely, yeah. on on rerun TV. Yeah, yep. was doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, no. and and we're both the same age. So that's that's it's good to see, you awesome. know, people our people in our advanced age still being interesting to talk to these young folks. Yeah. Well, the the major the major reason why the major reason why I I, I like Voyager more than TNG is because TNG is, in my opinion, a a more boring series.
Um, it's it's a slow going series, and I and I say that knowing that there's the, the first two seasons of Star Trek Enterprise happened. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I mean, you know, TNG TNG is, is a great is a great series. But I mean, you know, like I have Paramount Plus, and Paramount Plus has a dedicated Star Trek like live like live TV channel, and they and they do eight episodes of TNG, and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like, can we, can we, uh, you know, it's like, and why are they just doing TNG though? You know, when they, when they've got DS9, Voyager, you know, they do Enterprise. As a matter of fact, I think they run Enterprise, they run TNG, Enterprise, um, Discovery, Lower Decks, and season one of Picard, which is not bad, but I'm like, you have all this, you have all this other high def Star Trek out there. Why aren't you playing some of those as well, you know? Yeah, and DS9, I think, and Voyager and Enterprise are not HD, right? Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Well, no, Enterprise. Enterprise is Enterprise was the first was the first. Oh, was it? Shot, okay, yeah, it was on that, that tail end of the yeah, yeah when they started actually doing HD and had the content yeah. versus shot on video and it just oof, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but um, but but honestly, but honestly, like I I I appreciate the next generation. Like I mean, the next generation actually brought Star Trek back, which is great. Just like how Discovery brought Star Trek back for for you know like this new era and stuff like that. But uh, but it, I I cherry pick the episodes I like from TNG, and so you know like it's one of those things where it's like if it's on, yeah, I'll watch it. But you know like I I would just love to just get straight to DS Nine. Boy, look what I saw. Yeah. Oh, Corey. Yeah. Well, so wait, they they ran you off because you you don't like. No, no. Um, And I've been on there because we talked about uh, one of the couple of like we talked. uh, They invited me on for talk about Star Trek five. Well, that with 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 uh, Spock's brother. And that was fun. Um, But we do talk about Trek on Secret Friends Unite, the the all geek media show. And I've mentioned to my 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 buddy, Charlie, who's big Star Trek nut, that I'm just not a big fan of Lower Decks and keeps pushing on me. I'm like, I don't like it. I've tried. I've tried. Yeah. Okay. Now, when Lower Decks first came on, I wasn't a big fan of it. Like, but but I support it because of Star Trek. So, like, I watched it. But. Now in season three, I can definitely say like they are shifting more towards more serious Trek. I I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like um feel like Star Trek Prodigy kind of kind of made them you know like sit up and take notes a little bit more you know because Prodigy is supposed to be the children's Star Trek but yeah but you can look at Prodigy and tell like it's made for adults. <laughs> uh, well, I won't poke any more Star Trek bears, so that's fine. <laughs> oh no 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 like no trust <clears throat> me like. Unless you're unless you're about to say something like ridiculous, you know, <laughs> which I can't think of anything, you know, because I'm I'm not one of those I'm not one of those trekkies that go into blind rages just because somebody doesn't like you know like all of it or or one part of it. I'm not one of those guys, you know, and thank God I'm not easily triggered like the Star Wars fans are. Oof, yeah. So, Laurent, if you are interested to be on that, I will toss your name over. Yes, please. Two two main. Uh, uh, co-hosts or th- it's three total two may two uh, additional co-hosts and then when one of them i was out they obviously are looking for folks that bring new voices to to star trek so i, I will I, uh I will move you to over to them i'll make a recommendation there's been a couple other folks that try to make recommendations sometimes i'm heard sometimes i'm not so it, it, it's because they just they, they just like your hot take on voyager that's all <laughs> <laughs> put put stephanie on co-op mode stephanie when are you free? Yes, when are uh, you free? We do uh, a video game show every two weeks. 
Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Wow. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, actually, well, long, it depends on the time, but if it's in the evening, I'm free most it nights is, except for yeah. Wednesday. Mondays, usually Mondays at 7.30, so right around this time. My co-host is a kid, and we usually have to do it once his kid's put to bed. So, oh, yeah. I got a kiddo, too, so that makes sense. Yeah, Monday night works. Mine, mine is 16, so I don't have to put him to bed anymore. <laughs> I just want him to go to bed eventually. You know? <laughs> oh. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, this is how it goes. Yeah. So, Thank you. And then, uh, obviously, if anybody likes to talk about just geek media, that's oh, what yeah. our secret friendship oh, night is all yeah. about. Everything but video games and cosplay. Those are the things nice. we don't allow on that show. I don't know. Isn't there no another Lego game that Lego game that That's Charlie true. could talk about? That, that is the rarity. And if we if <laughs> and, and Star Trek Pot Prodigy might be that game that just came out might be Charlie's gateway into non Lego games. Oh no. <laughs> I'm I I you know what I'm not big on the Star Trek games. Like the last Star Trek game I played and took seriously was uh, Star Trek Online. Hmm. But um. Did you buy like the hundred and twenty dollar lifetime pass or whatever that's called? Oh god. Uh, okay. I I pre-ordered. I pre-ordered and I got the day one. Bridge crew is supposed to be pretty good though. Bridge crew. Yeah, but I'm not. But I'm not. I'm not big on VR. You can do it without VR now. Yeah. Yeah. They made it so people could be in VR without because they realized Mm -hmm. this is kind of a cool concept. But not everybody's going to be bring VR to the table. So they did bring that out. You telling me I can take them in my own starship? Without having VR goggles, I believe so. I'll have to look, but yeah, yeah. My favorite Star Trek game is Elite Force because I'm not a Voyager fan, but Good that's one. still my favorite game, which is funny. But uh, yeah, nice. Good one. Um, All right. Well, let's my, get my let's get started. About to overheat now. Oh, that's that's good pre-show content right there, everybody. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody ready? Everybody yes. ready to uh-huh. game it up or? Not game it up or whatever. Oh, hold on. I got I got some juicy video games on tonight, so All right. just get ready for this. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Wait, hold on. There's some feedback from someone. Yeah, I hear it too. Let me mute. It It went away. Hold on. Let me turn off my NVIDIA broadcast because that is a problem for some reason. Yeah, broadcast has been acting funny. Yeah, let me let me turn that off on my mic and then. That's weird. It's off actually on my mic. Um, huh. Well, it's do this. gone now. Whatever you did, it's gone. Do you hear it now? Nope. It, okay. It just it just sounded like there was a fan on, and now. It doesn't. That was my my computer. Oh, because <laughs> my computer overheats. Oh, okay. <laughs> so well. I turned on the NVIDIA broadcast now. Oh, okay. And hopefully that meets it. Okay. Well. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> 